Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's Today's wisdom. Today's topic is titled Behavioral Pause. Behavioral Pause. I hope I said that right. Y'all got to, you know, I'm a little tongue twisted, but y'all get what I'm talking about. I know y'all follow me. So a behavioral pause. We talked yesterday about an operational pause, but today, behavioral pause. Because I believe that when we're in that place, certain pauses of circumstances that causes us delays, that they're working on our operations, how we operate as believers, and also how we behave as a believer. And you might think that they're the same. But operations to me is how we carry out the mission, right? What what tools, what things we use, the mindset behind what we're doing. And for behavior for me is about our reactions and responses. Are we reacting out of our flesh or are we responding through the spirit? And oftentimes when we get busy, right, life keeps us busy, right? There are things that constantly come up, uh, whether we're operating according to a blueprint or a plan or not. Right, things happen to interrupt us. There's pauses that are going to happen, even if you're doing the thing and you are certain about what you're doing. Life happens to us all, none of us are exempt from just the things of life itself. So, I believe when we can clearly have a good perspective about how these pauses are to be used in our lives, it better equips us to come out on the other side of them fully equipped, more refreshed, more capable of dealing with life circumstances and situations. Basically, we get to improve. We get to develop more. We get to mature more. Now, that does not mean you won't still have life situations that happen. But as you go through the small training programs we talked about yesterday and examples how the military does small exercises to larger exercises, It's all about equipping you to be more mature to handle them. And I like to believe the more mature you get, the less dark that period of time is for you because you understand how to utilize the pause. You become more effective in how you get through it rather than what the pause is impacting you or how you feel that it's making you feel, right, about the situation. You began to look at it. One of the things I think I said, if not yesterday, but the other day, we moved from the question of why this is happening to me to what is it doing for me. And so it becomes more utilized in your strategy in how you begin to see life and how you begin to impact people, how your assignment becomes begins to unfold, okay? So today with the behavioral pause, I was researching, and there are several things that I found um, talking about certain ways that pauses are used. The first one was in talking about public speaking, right, because it's a behavior. When you're speaking, you're up here, and how do you behave as the center of attention from this audience? And it says that in public speaking, a pause lets the audience take in what's been said. Additionally, it also indicates to the audience that a speaker cares about that audience's reaction to what's been said. Keeping that in mind, think about if you're in a situation that causes you to have an audience. Not necessarily delivering a speech, but maybe you have gotten into 
a discussion that may have turned a little heated with an individual. I like to think that person is your audience like you're their audience. And for the sake of that, this situation may become heated to the place that you're no longer speaking at a tone that is respectful because you become annoyed. For whatever reason, it's happening. There is an annoyance that starts to happen, and so you're not really pausing as you speak. You're not really taking time to allow the other person or the audience to take in what you're saying, to give them an opportunity to begin to understand your perspective. You just want them to be totally convinced about what you're saying, and vice versa. They're not taking time to allow you to absorb what's being said. They just want you to believe that they're right, right? We know we've all been there. We we probably going to get there sometime today, if not maybe later on in the weekend or next week. But you'll get into these discussions where you have it where people aren't listening. Nobody's hearing the other person, and nobody's allowing the other person an opportunity to take in and absorb what's being said because we don't care about their reaction. We're not caring about how they're receiving what we're saying. Now, we don't get to control how they receive it, but there is a place where as the person delivering the speech, you need to take the time and consider your tone, consider the delivery, consider your body language, consider how all of those things impact the audience that you're speaking to. And we often forget that, especially when we're one-on-one with people. And if you're anything like me, right, by nature, you're a fighter. So the minute you hear something that triggers you, you just been already shut off all considerations. But I've gotten better. I have. I have. And I use myself very transparent, so hopefully you can find yourself somewhere in that situation, because maybe you're not like me. I am a person that does not have a problem confronting whatever needs to be confronted. I love to call them the pink or purple elephants in the room. We got to get them out the room. We got to talk about them before we can move forward. But I've learned over time that one thing that I had to start realizing about myself is I wouldn't give the other person the level of regard in how I responded because I was being really reactive to what they said or what they didn't say or to the story that I was telling myself in my head about what they didn't say. So my behavior did not allow for me to give them a moment to react. I didn't consider their ways. I didn't consider how they felt or how they were thinking or how I was delivering what I said may impact them. I think about this, too, as I get up and I share Wisdom Inspired, because sometimes I can get a little worked up, right? And I am a person that does not, in my real life, I don't really sugarcoat a whole, I don't, I really I shouldn't say a whole lot of things, I don't sugarcoat anything. But I've learned that sometimes my delivery can rub people the wrong way. Sometimes I have to be mindful that it's in how my tone is or in what I'm saying. Am I really coming from a place of compassion? Now, that doesn't mean I'm a coward away, but I have to be more cautious about the words I choose and I giving certain pauses in the moment so that I can allow people to really absorb or ask a question so they're not left assuming that I might be more attacking them rather than just trying to be real practical and upfront with them. 
So as you think about that, one of the things that I came to when I was looking and evaluating this was the story of Peter. One of my favorite people, I always, if my friends that know me, I always tell people I'm a Peter to my friends. I'm, I'm, I'm that person. I will be the person that will cut the ear off. We're going to be standing right there just like Peter standing with Jesus, and I'm going to slice the ear off before they can say anything. That's just me. I can sometimes insert myself in places where I have not fully evaluated the situation and circumstance. I admit that about myself. However, <laughs> as I continue to look and look at what Peter did, and it's, uh, it's referenced in, in all four Gospels, but specifically in John chapter 18, where uh, the situation occurs, right? And they come to get Jesus, and he's betrayed by Judas, and Peter automatically just pulls his sword and cuts the man ear off. Peter don't say nothing. Peter don't open his mouth. He don't do nothing. He just see they coming to take Jesus in the middle of the night, and Peter just, whop, that's it. He just, swoosh, cut his ear off. So Jesus immediately tells him, put his sword away. He says, shall I not drink the cup? which my father has given me, that's verse 11, chapter 18. And he says, and, and when we think about this, Jesus understands that this is a process. This is a part of his journey. So sometimes people look at Peter and think Peter was just so hastily, because in the later uh, verses we see where Peter then does fulfill what Jesus told him at the Passover, that he would deny him. And then some people may say, well, why would you release yourself to Peter? In the denial. But you have to know that back in chapter 16, Jesus tells him because Peter was the one that identified him as who he was. He tells him, I'm going to build my church upon you. What you need to understand is the moment you are a believer and God has called you to an assignment, the enemy is coming to still kill and destroy you spiritually. But he can only operate in a physical realm. Right? He has no power spiritually. So he operates through physical realms of people, your interactions, your conversations. He's, his goal is to impact your behavior through the circumstances and the situations in your life. So that way you are so confused about what and how to respond that you simply react out of your flesh. So Peter simply reacted. He was fleshly reacting, and what he got as a result of that is what we all get when we act out of our flesh. We get misery. We get the, the, the feeling of shame, the feeling of guilt. You can see further in John that Peter goes away and he hides, but when Jesus rises from the dead, he calls and specifically acts for Peter, right? Because he's reestablishing Peter's righteousness in him. So it's the same way that he reestablishes his righteousness in us. That's why we have to always remind ourselves daily in our behavior that we are the righteousness of God through Christ. We've got to be established in that because when you're not, the moment you get convicted, because believers get convicted, not condemned, the moment you get convicted about your behavior, you can start to believe the lies of the enemy who's seeking to condemn you. He's seeking to tell you that because you've done this, you are no longer good. You're no longer in Christ. You're no longer able. You're not saved no more. People start to question. But what you have to remember is that you're in a journey. And you're on a process to being formed into the image of Christ. You're not asked to be perfect. You're asked to be surrendered. You have been given a tool that those who haven't been saved don't. Unsaved people can't repent. 
but those of us that are can. We get to repent or have a change of mind. And that's where a behavioral pause comes in. It's the tool that we use in the moment because, see, behavioral pauses happen more often than operational pauses. Because you get to be in where your behavior is on display on a daily basis. Your operations are the things that happen behind the scene. Nobody can't see them. But your behavior is the thing that people see every day, all day, how you behave depending on what's going on in your life, right? So you have to be armed with a tool on a daily basis to check your behavior. You've got to be willing to have pauses throughout your daily interactions around your behavior because you have to be equipped and give yourself, your mind, enough time to clearly evaluate this circumstance so that you aren't fleshly reacting but spiritually responding. And so with that, a behavioral pause, I have an acronym. Remember I told you at the beginning, on Wednesday I'd give you two. So I gave you one the other day. I'm giving you the second one, and that's for a behavioral pause. So the P is to reflect patiently procrastinate. I know, sounds like an oxymoron. How can you patiently procrastinate? But this has to do with your flesh. See, your flesh reactions is to simply hurry up and defend itself. But if you patiently procrastinate, your patience is the seed that you sow in allowing time for things to naturally take its, its own growth, let it go through its own process. But to procrastinate is to avoid the need of the flesh to protect itself. So you need to learn how to patiently procrastinate. You need to know how to patiently plant a seed to avoid allowing the need of your flesh to be fed in that moment. You need to let that thing pass over. You need to put your pride aside. That's what patiently procrastinating means. Put your pride aside because it ain't about you. Because, see, in the moment that the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, he ain't after you. He is at, he's steady fighting God. Y'all got to understand this spiritual battle ain't got nothing to do with you. you. You just a tool in the midst of it, right? You you just a pawn in the chess game. So you have to understand your role. And, see, he blinds you because he makes you believe that the other person is your enemy. Now, the A in pause is to adjust your attitude. You adjust in the moment to know that he ain't after me. He's after God, and God has already beat him. So there's nothing that I need to do in this moment because you aren't sinning against me. You're sinning against God. And so my job is to be on display of how great my God is. He doesn't have to protect himself. If you go and check, I believe it's in Matthew uh, 26 and 51, where the same account of the betrayal it, uh, with Judas comes, Jesus tells that, because he doesn't, in, in Matthew they don't identify the person as Peter. He doesn't get identified as Peter until the book of John. But anyway, in there, Jesus gives a full response that is not recorded in John, but recorded in Matthew, that Jesus says, do you believe that I can't, that my God couldn't come and send a legion of angels to take care of them? I, I don't need you to fight for me. This ain't, this ain't my battle. I don't even need to fight, because this is God's battle. So that's where we have to adjust our attitude and take us off the throne of our lives and put God there. When you know that God is your defender, you don't pick up and defend yourself in that moment. The you 
cross for you to understand the circumstance. Again, understanding that this is a spiritual battle and you're just a tool being used in the midst of it. And that other person is also a tool. Because I said before on different calls that either we're submitting to God as our creator because we've been sealed and saved through Christ, our faith in Christ Jesus, or we're surrendering to the influence of the prince of this air. But somewhere, somehow, we're under somebody's authority. So you got to understand if that person is operating, they might still be a believer, but unaware. Because just like you, 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 just like you're on a journey, they're on a journey. Everybody's having their behavior being checked. But if you could be the one in the moment to understand this situation is two spirits at war with each other, and this is not about flesh and blood, then maybe you can diffuse the situation. And the S is calling you to separate. You've got to separate from the energy right there in the moment. Sometimes that, re that requires not even explaining nothing, just shutting up and walking away. Right? Sometimes you can get so heated that you just have to shut your mouth and turn and walk away. Don't get nobody no explanation. Don't say nothing. You just got to separate yourself. Maybe you can't physically separate, but you've got to begin to separate in your mind. And then if you can physically separate, remove yourself. And finally, the E is to eradicate the negative emotion. When you separate and you are by yourself, you begin to call on the Holy Spirit and you say, help me. Help me to deal with why I'm feeling this way. What are they rubbing up against in me? Because, see, for a person to attack a believer, there's a thorn in you that's already being that's inside of you. So they're pressing something. Either you're feeling rejected or you're feeling disrespected or somewhere your pride is out of place. Because instead of you having pride in God, you got pride in yourself. You're starting to believe that you're the person that they are offending, and you aren't the person that they're offending because as a believer, you have taken yourself off the throne of your heart, and God is there. God is sitting on your throne, so any offense is his, and he says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will fight for you. I don't need your help. So if Jesus understood that he didn't have to fight against this, how is it that we get confused? Because we're on a journey to be like him, right? So in this moment, understanding that a behavioral pause is a tool that you use daily. There are moments where you need to pause when certain things start to arise that allows you to remember whose you are and understand who's fighting for you and understand what battle is actually being fought so that you can render yourself unto the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And it's not about avoiding the growth that's necessary. It's a sign of maturity. The moment you can implement the behavioral pause without having to go through a whole lot of the pain and misery that comes from sometimes coming to this reality after you've behaved in a certain way, and I can speak on that because I know for myself, sometimes in the moment you start to see that, oh, I can insert a pause right here. You might not be able to do all the letters, but maybe you can just then separate yourself. And then while you're by yourself, you can reassess and adjust all of the things that's necessary. But I encourage you, if you can use them all or just one, begin to insert behavioral pauses in your daily life, and you'll start to see your confidence as a yielding believer get more stronger. You'll start to see that you're maturing and you're not reacting, but you are spiritually responding as necessary, understanding when and how God wants you to respond. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I apologize for going a little over this morning, but hopefully you have gotten enough to help encourage you and strengthen you and empower you for your journey. Thank you for joining us here on this I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Co-working Community. 
a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.